0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Praise the Lords podcast, and welcome to the program, people. Welcome to another edition of Music Mondays and episode thirty-seven of the Praise the Lords podcast. And this week we got a slate of things to talk about. Uh, we're going to jump right into it, and I'm going to talk to you about Harry Styles, the former member of One Direction, came out with a new album called Harry's House, and not going to lie, I wasn't really expecting anything of it. Um, Mainly because I've been so turned off by his music since one Adore You and then Watermelon Sugar. Watermelon Sugar completely killed it for me, mainly because of the radio airplay and mainly because of how TikTok took it. I mean, certain videos obviously were good, but then just the music as a whole and the sound of the song just bothered me. And it just overplayed the value of the song just was not for me so i wasn't really expecting much of this album and quite frankly i came out very pleasantly surprised about how good it was it runs about 42 minutes it has a really good amount of tracks that i can kind of tell you about um it starts off pretty good called uh, music for a sushi restaurant now i'm going to give my business advice if you're a sushi restaurant you have to at least play this song once or twice on your music cycle if you have music there. So that's my advice. I'm no business major or anything, but just, I don't know, I just feel like the clout would be there. But So Music for a Sushi Restaurant opens it up. Um, and then another highlight for me was Late Night Talking, Grape Juice, Daylight Cinema, Matilda, Daydreaming, Keep Driving and Love of My Life, all very, very thought out kind of pop funk and very 80s aesthetic vibes, kind of almost like Dawn FM, but not obviously Harry and The Weeknd have different styles, so it's not going to be to the equivalent of that, but it had a lot of 80s aesthetics and a lot of funk and pop, good pop aesthetics. But I really came out pleasantly surprised about how good this was from Harry singing to the lyrics to even the instrumentals and stuff. Just a very solid project that I just was not expecting to be good just because of how Harry Styles was, even in One Direction and even in his solo career. Just none of the songs were doing it for me. And as it was, was the chart-topping single. That was a pretty good single that eventually, you know, will probably get killed just like every other song. But... I do think a lot of this album has so much replay value on it, and I highly recommend it. It's good vibe music, it's good uh, chill music, good just relax, and a very, very good, uh, very good album from Harry Styles. And I look forward to seeing how other critics give it. Um, I know from what I was seeing, a lot of people liked it. So I would like to see um, what others uh, say online and just kind of the perception of it, see where it ends on uh, lists and stuff. And just from a creative standpoint, Harry was on top of this. And that's all I will say about it. So give uh, Harry Styles' new album, Harry's House, a listen. And now I'm going to move on to one of the greatest who ever did it in uh, the hip-hop and that is the notorious big whose estate is in the works i think of releasing a 25th anniversary edition of life after death which is this is the uh year that uh, 1997 it came out so this is the 25th anniversary i believe it came out in march so i'm surprised they didn't they released a quote-unquote new song from biggie featuring ty dolla sign and an up-and-coming singer called bella alubo and I'm not saying the song is bad because Ty Dolla $ign does a really good job. Uh, Bella has a really good and smooth voice. And the nice dance hall beat sounds really well. But it's not Biggie. It's just two recycled verses from I Love the Dough. The uh, classic song that he had with Jay-Z. And... I, I mean, it, it's a good modern twist. I think maybe that's what the estate was going for. They want to put Biggie's music out there in a more modern twist, but just coming from an old head standpoint and just kind of hearing it on this, I don't I don't know. I wasn't digging it. I, you know, this was officially signed off by Biggie's estate, so I can kind of, you know, not really give them flack. I mean, I, I guess they're going to pick and choose what they want to do, and... This was clearly picked to be like, okay, this won't be bad. But I just, it just takes away from a a really good classic Biggie song and just kind of makes it into that. So I'm not a fan of it. You could be a fan of it. The more modern day listener, if you haven't really listened to enough Biggie. I mean, Biggie's stuff is just raw and authentic and just cutthroat, like mafioso rap, like right in your face. And then the, you know they got the dance hall thing. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Not saying it's a bad song, but it's just it's not Biggie. You know Ty Dolla Sign did a good. It could have been a Ty Dolla Sign song. It didn't really have to be a Biggie song. I mean maybe it's just in their eyes, just paying homage. But one for me. So unfortunately, I mean I feel bad just critique because you know the estate's a part of it so it's not like this was just some random mishmash of putting it together the estate was in charge of this so i just i don't know i hope because i did see the 20th anniversary edition is going to be coming out so and that's going to be a part of it unfortunately but i'm hoping there's other cuts on there maybe like interviews and i don't know maybe just something to explain certain things and yeah so we'll just you know We'll go from there. The song is called Goat with, uh, again, with Ty Dolla $ign and Bella Alubo. And, yeah, so, you know, give it a listen if you want. Give it a critique. I wasn't a fan of it personally, and we go from there. So now I want to go talking about <clears throat> Logic is coming back with a new album called Vinyl Days, and he has just released the title track called Vinyl Days with legendary producer and scratcher dj Premier, one of the in my opinion one of the top 10 producers in hip-hop history from his stuff with Gangstar, from just his stuff in general i mean he primed with royce the five nine he even did a cut with limp biscuit and method man in the in 2000 which i had found out a couple years ago and i was just in, like flabbergasted just how good The beat was and then even seeing videos of uh preem just talking about how his style is and so it's just he's great dj Premier is one of the greats and logic uh links up with him here on the title track vinyl days and logic's actually sounding really good on this one and you know i was a logic fan i still am a logic fan i i you know i like to keep up on what he's doing he released uh therapy music with russ which i thought was really good His Bobby Tarantino three tape was one of his worst tapes he's ever released. Um, Just he hasn't really put out anything good for me in the last few years. Young Sinatra four was good. It had a Mac tribute. It had the whole Wu-Tang Clan on a song. It had really good cuts on there. And that's that was 2018. So we're talking four years of me not really digging any logic projects and you know he might have fell victim to def jams mainstream appeal and just kind of doing this and that and you know maybe running out of ideas to talk about but like when you put him on stuff like this he's good like the boom bap type early 90s 2000s like that type of feel he's good at that so none of the more modern stuff i think that he should be doing and i know he had put out a tweet explaining the confessions of a dangerous mind um and because that was that was another terrible album from him it had a couple of good songs on it like the one with eminem and then the one with corday that was good It just that was horrible of an album and i i believe he said something about how the album was or how he felt i think someone asked him i'm gonna go to his twitter right now and see what he said he did do a yeah. He did a Q and A. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be all the way down here. And uh, this is just a shame where he was going. And ah. Uh, hold on let's see man this is deep this is in his q a so this is definitely deep deep down my apology i should have prepared more for this one basically he said that oh he made this album as like a troll job and like oh you know i'm gonna get the most streams and shit like that it's terrible so you did your job in the sense that it is a terrible album but and then you know he kind of he redeemed himself with uh no pressure then he quote-unquote retired. Then he came out bottom Bob Tarantino three, like I said before. And that was terrible. So I'm hoping Vinyl Days will be good. And that's the name of the title track. Logic came to play on this one. And, yeah. So I'm looking forward to Vinyl Days. That comes out, I believe, next month. Um, a lot of good music coming out next month. And, um, and going... So last week, Post Malone released his new single called Cooped Up with Roddy Rich. And I didn't get to talk about it last week. But I want to give a little discussion right here um not my favorite post song um it does have a catchy chorus Roddy Rich's verse takes a little too long to start and kind of just the delivery wasn't for me it just wasn't my favorite post song so I don't know if I want to judge the first official single of the record to being what the whole album's going to sound like but I was not impressed and I'm a little worried to see how post uh Release is going to be, uh, it's called Twelve Carat Toothache and it's due uh June third. And so my my hope is it will be good, but you never know. Just again, Post has hasn't released a new album in about three years. He released the Motley Crew single last year, which I didn't like at first, but then it grew on me. Sounds so much better than the Cooped Up. And so Twelve Carat Toothache comes out June third and fingers crossed that it's a decent pop record for you know post is talented i've seen him live three times he's talented he can sing and he's a decent songwriter so like the talent's there it's just you know i know he talked about oh i don't want to make music that just has a bunch of streams and i I hope he's not going to fall into that same trap you know i hope that he's just not uh capping us and everything like that but yeah so and then also um I don't know if you remember this. If So I guess we can do the, um, the segment. This week's segment of... You want to feel old? ...is different because I'm going to be playing this song. Uh, you, you definitely got to remember it. That was Eve and Gwen Stefani's Let Me Blow Your Mind which was released in 2001 and produced by Dr. Dre. Uh, One of Eve's biggest hits. And there's actually a cover version that has just been dropped by singer and rapper that I just come across from this called Ruby Ibarra. And it's very good. I'm going to give you a little snippet here. Has a nice little Rock tinged intro, not compared to the West Coast vibes that Dre gives you. Hey, yeah, drop your glasses, shake your asses, face screwed up like you're having hot flashes. Which one? Pick one, this one classic. That's the preview of her cover that she did with Spotify. It's a Spotify single, and she did it in collaboration with obviously Spotify, and then she did it with an orchestra. Let me give the proper credit where it is deserved. But honestly, a solid cover, and you know, sometimes cover record you you'd never know. She has her own little solo career. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check her out. Um, seems uh, pretty talented uh, with Bootleg Orchestra, um, and one of the better covers. I never actually heard a cover of this song. Doesn't seem like a song that you'd be able to cover, but I think she killed it. I think this. I like the rock Tinge intro too. It was so much different than you know what Dre's. Uh, production style is obviously west coast this is rock tinge so a nice little mesh of styles a lot different and so give that a listen ruby abara and the bootleg orchestra let me blow your mind the spotify singles edition spotify singles comes out with a lot of good songs believe it or not they came out um i think they had a collaboration with nas freddie gibbs and corday uh, Life is like a dice game. That was a really good Spotify single. Um, they released, um, you know, when Mac when Mac was alive, he went to Spotify's uh, studios and did the Spotify singles, and that was that was really good uh, with Dunno, and then uh, Nothing from Nothing, which is a cover of Think of the singer Billy Preston, if I'm uh, right, and this is also one of the more harder vinyls to get. Uh, max spotify singles sometimes going from three to four hundred dollars which is insane but they're good spotify singles always produces like i said really good quality music and then going back you know and i think paul mccartney did one um so there's a couple of people oh yeah Col- cold Cole did a day and night of uh kick cutties and that really was not the worst thing i've ever heard which i was shocked so, you know, Spotify, I guess, comes to play and they just want the artists to do better. And Ruby Ibarra certainly killed Eve's um, song, Let Me Blow Your Mind. So give that a listen. Give everything that I've said a listen this week. Really solid music. So much more good music coming for the rest of the year. June is going to be filled with really good music. I have such a really good feeling about how a lot of it is going to sound. And, yeah, just it's a good time to be a music fan, I think. And just stay up to date, stay, stay good, listen to whatever you know you want, and just get suggestions, which I'm hoping that my suggestions help you guys and uh, shape your idea of music a little differently, because over the last few years, I've definitely, my music taste has gone into so many different directions. Always was just kind of strict to the hip hop, now I'm just expanding, and That's a beautiful thing. Music is just a beautiful thing, man. And I appreciate you all listening. I hope you keep on listening. Give this one a listen. Have a good day, everybody. And keep on trucking.